You're listening to Audio Interference, produced by Interference Archive. There, there it is. Where I we see. are is where the guy took an illegal left. Actually, on the other side. From, the yeah. Yes. He took an illegal left right here. So. Yeah. And uh, went all the way across traffic and this truck um, driver and smushed this poor guy. In 2019, 27 cyclists were killed in New York City, more than twice as many as in 2018. I've been riding the city for a long time, and so has Ellen. So a lot of people, and, you know, I just attribute the fact that I'm still riding and still here to sheer dumb luck. That's Steve Schofield, a volunteer with the New York City chapter of Ghost Bikes. Started in St. Louis, Missouri in 2003, and now an international movement, Ghost Bikes is a volunteer-led action to install memorials for cyclists who were killed on the street. The New York City chapter started in June 2005, when a member of the arts collective Visual Resistance, and also co-founder of Interference Archive, encountered a crash site and decided to install a bike. I rode in a car with Steve and Ellen Belcher to install a ghost bike on 125th Street. What follows is our conversation about the history and current movement of ghost bikes. You ride through the city, you pass, you could pass seven or eight ghost bikes or corners where you knew there was a ghost bike. And I have all these names in my head and going up to 125th Street and I'm thinking about the two other people we've installed ghost bikes for on 125th Street. And um, yeah, it's really, it's really hard. I'm Ellen Belcher. I um, have been involved with ghost bikes since the beginning, um, since uh, 2005 when we've had our first memorial ride. Uh, my name is Steve Schofield. Um, I've been a cyclist in the city well, since I was about six or seven years old. I was a bike messenger when I was in my 20s. Hard to say. I'd say our car group now is six or seven people. Um, maybe there's like seven or eight regulars. And some people will just come once and they'll, they'll do it. They'll install a bike or help out in installation, help make a bike. And we never see them again, but that's fine. Volunteers paint a bike all white and install it at or near the crash site with a small plaque to, as their website states, serve as reminders of the tragedy that took place on an otherwise anonymous street corner and as quiet statements in support of cyclists' right to safe travel. One of our core members, her best friend was killed on a bike. One of our core members, his girlfriend was killed on a bike while he was a court member. One of our other folks who's uh, not a core member, but somebody who shows up at every work day, her father was recently killed in traffic violence. We've had family and friends of people who have died who've tried to volunteer and then found that they it's just too hard for them. For many people, it's really hard. We're um, working with, you know, to advocate for uh, the you know, let people know about it. somebody who's murdered on the street and talk, be available to families and friends that of people we don't know and go to places that I've, there's, I've been to so many places I've never been in New York City and I've lived here for a really long time. 
Ghost Bikes New York City receives most of their bikes donated from Recycle-A-Bike, pre-stripped. On work days, usually at a church in Greenpoint, volunteers paint the bikes white. The harder part is getting people to help install them. Can you just, I mean, maybe we just have to go around it and wire it, like go all the way around and just create our own thing. We're installing them is like people are on their bikes where they don't have public transportation. It's not kind of, you know, uh, bike deaths are kind of random, but you know, like I also think that these far-flung freezing cold windswept places in January are all, that you're really hard to get to are like really dangerous spots as well. So. Far eastern Queens or in Staten Island that look fairly benign, there's not a lot of traffic, etc., are actually death traps for cyclists. Cars go way faster than the speed limit. They're not looking for cyclists. The streets aren't designed for cyclists. Ghost Bike's message is simple. I don't want to have to put up ghost bikes anymore. That's like the basic thing. One of our uh, founding members, her name was her name is Rachel. Uh, she's no longer with the group, but she um, she said we're not yelling for bike lanes. We're looking for a change in culture, and I think that's a really great state great statement of what we're looking for. You know, um, you can get killed in a bike lane. You can get killed anywhere. I'd, I'd leave it to other uh, groups to talk about enforcement, the NYPD enforcing laws, people driving better. Everyone just needs to care about them, each other better on um, these streets we, we share. You know, for me, I'm not saying all cars should, should suddenly disappear. I'm driving one right now, unfortunately, the way the city and the world is designed that, you know, there are a lot of people who just don't have a choice, but just drive less, drive carefully. Don't drive a big boat like that if you don't have to. Drive, ride, walk with love and compassion and concern for everybody else out there. And these are so goddamn aggressive. Early transportation alternatives was very much against ghost bikes and our movement because they thought it would scare people away from cycling. And we had some other advocacy groups that we, there was some, a lot of tension in the beginning. But now, you know, we've got um, transportation alternatives completely supportive of the project and kind of changed their focus to really, you know, uh, advocating for all cyclists that are, um, you know, endangered on the streets. And we, they have now formed Family for Safe Streets to create support for the family members, which we could never give the proper support to. And um, we've got a lot of other, we've got the media reporting on every cyclist and pedestrian death. We think, we hope, everyone. I think it's really important that everybody, everybody gets recognized. Like, for instance, this past summer, um, you know, when um, Robin Heitman was killed, um, young bike messenger is really easy. You know, her friends organized a huge turnout for her. Um, <clears throat> Middle-aged black man named Ernest Askew was killed in, in Brownsville. Um, and, you know, I really, really wanted to make sure that a lot of people made the trek out there and showed up for him as well. You know, uh, um, and, you know, we were successful at that, but you know, something like that just doesn't happen spontaneously. You actually have to go out and you know, 
push people to do it. There was a kid who was killed in Staten Island um, this past summer, um, and um, the Staten Island folks made the bike and put a memorial and organized a ride and a vigil for him as well. So, you know. I'm so grateful yeah. that we're able to use some of these existing structures to uh, do some of these areas that, you know, um, that not all of us always go to. And um, so, you know, the TA committees have been really great um, in the last few years to help with that. You know. There is actually um, a few people in the Bronx who have taken a great interest in this. Uh, Kevin DeLoyer from the Bronx Committee has organized the Bronx uh, memorial ride the last few years and you know he's turned people out it's not a huge crowd but it's something you know um. installing ghost bikes isn't always an easy process especially when dealing with the city um we've had a couple we we've over the years have developed um where and how we should install ghost bikes because there are certain agencies in the city that are just not gonna let a let a ghost bike stay where it is um we uh we don't ask for permission it's technically illegal to lock a bike to a piece of street furniture you might be surprised to hear that since there's no bike racks any bike yeah so if you lock your bike to a sign you are committing it's illegal which is ridiculous because where else are you going to lock your bike so um but we have learned over time that we should never put a ghost bike in a park because parks is going to remove it now we have we have installed several too many ghost bikes down the west side greenway uh, several years ago uh the department of sanitation wrote derelict bike rules and they were going to start removing derelict bikes all over the city and their wording said and we will remove ghost bikes by the very virtue of them being a ghost bike they were therefore derelict and going to be removed so we were really upset about that and we contacted our entire network we actually sent gmail to everybody who gmailed us thousands of people and 300 people wrote in there have never been so many comments on the like a sanitation rule and they did change the rule because of that in um, fact it specifically says that ghost bikes are not derelict bikes on the uh, yes. the, gu- the guidelines community members including families of the deceased have also at times taken issue with ghost bikes some family members we would send us horrible emails like how dare you uh who do you think you are like really like they're grieving and it just didn't hit them the right way and so you have to have sometimes a thick skin ghost bike we have here on the back of the car we installed but then the family and friends of the person that we installed it for wanted uh to put up a wanted to make their own ghost bike so they um Steve got in contact with we, they contacted us and Steve got in contact with them and they brought the um, the ghost bike back. At the end of the day, the most important thing is installing the bike and ensuring that the work is sustainable for the people involved. Ghost bikes has recognized that they can't do everything. I feel that you know, like 
I'm happy if nobody knows who I am and like I just like put up a ghost bike it's there and it's gone you know I like the anonymous part of it so uh, you know I'm always the person that's saying you know you don't have to answer all those emails you don't we don't have to do this like it's it's a choice a lot to it you don't want to get yourself so involved in this that a you know that you're become I don't want to say irreplaceable, but you're taking on, you know, maybe I'm even taking on too much of it, but that you don't get burnt, you don't get burned out. I think there's also a danger of it becoming kind of mechanistic if you do, if it becomes too routine, sometimes it loses its impact. What we have to do is at some point get a ghost bike up. We try to get it up within the year, sometimes we can get it up the next day. Um, but, you know, we do what we can and um, we care for each other and ourselves by doing that. Here are the names of the 27 cyclists killed in 2019. Hugo Alexander Sinto Garcia. Hector Ayala. Susan Moses. Joseph Chiam. Arilla Lawrence, Robert Spencer, Pedro Tobastico, Victor Ang, Kanichi Nakagawa, Robert Summer, Yisrael Schwartz, Mohammed Abdullah, Robin Heitman, Ernest Askew, Devra Freelander, Alex Cordero, Liam Nan, M. Samaluitz, Jose Alzores, Charles Cheeseborough, Donald Roberts, Abdul Bashar, Mario Valenzuela, Delerjan Shahabuddinov, Bogdan Darmetko, Ada Martinez, Yevgeny Meskin. You've been listening to Audio Interference, produced by Interference Archive. The archive is collectively run and volunteer-powered, and we rely on donations to keep us up and running. To support what we do, go to interferencearchive.org and click on Donate. To learn more about Ghost Bikes, go to our show notes. And a special thanks to Steve Schofield and Ellen Belcher for speaking with me. From all of us at Audio Interference, thanks for listening.